Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. What a roller coaster of a ride we had in week 15. Let's get into some recaps. We're going to start things off with a new number one seed in the NFC, thanks to the Atlanta Falcons taking down the San Francisco 49ers 29 to 22, thanks to a last second connection from Matt Ryan to Julio Jones. It was called not a touchdown. After review, he broke the plane and the Falcons shocking the number one seed, former number one seeded uh, team in the NFC. San Francisco drops to the fifth seed now. Seattle currently holds the number one seed in the game. Matt Ryan finished with 210 yards, two touchdowns. We have Julio Jones, who had a day, 13 catches, 134 yards. And two touchdowns, what a day for him in fantasy. I know whoever he had uh, uh, for the semifinals definitely was happy to have Julio in their lineups. On the other side of the ball for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo finishes with 200 yards, one touchdown. Raheem Mostert added 54 yards on the ground and a score. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk also had a catch for a touchdown. George Kittle, the tight end, what a day for him. He had 13 catches of his own, as well as 134 yards to go with that. So, Interesting to see how the San Francisco 49ers will bounce back to this one. Atlanta just keeps spoiling everybody's season. It's crazy. Uh, So kudos to the Falcons on a job well done. Let's go to Tennessee where the AFC South standings are a tight one. The Houston Texans take down the Titans 24-21. Deshaun Watson finishes with 243 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Carlos Hyde had 104 yards on the ground and a score. Kenny Stills, the wide receiver, had three catches for 35 yards and two Touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins added 119 yards himself. Ryan Tannehill for the Titans. He was doing great, and he still had a great game. 279 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. He also rushed for a touchdown as well. A.J. Brown. Man, what a great player this kid is. Eight catches, 114 yards, one touchdown. Really coming on. He, he is great, man. He's, he's really coming on to a team that needs some offensive weapons uh, around Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. So, Titans are doing well, uh, just couldn't get it done in this matchup. Tight end Jonu Smith getting involved, 60 uh, yards on five catches, as well as one rush for 57 yards. Interesting to see a tight end run like that. Um, But Texans taking the win in this one. Let's go to, why not? We'll we'll go to Sunday Night Football. I want to save it for last, but we'll go to Sunday Night Football where my Steelers fell short. Buffalo Bills taking them down 17-10. to Josh Allen finishes with 139 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But he rushed for a touchdown as well. Tight end Tyler Croft caught the touchdown that gave him the lead. His only catch of the day, 14 yards and a score. On the other side for the Steelers, Devlin Duck Hodges. Man, not looking too good. 202 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. James Conner made his return and showed up. 42 yards on the ground. He had nine yards and four catches, but one touchdown to go with that. Uh, James Washington, five catches for 83 yards. Shakeup in the AFC standings as now the Bills still have the fifth seed, but they are coming in close to that uh, to that Patriots who uh, they play this week uh, in Foxborough. It's going to be major implications for the AFC East standings, but we'll see if uh, the Patriots lose back-to-back games in Foxborough. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but we'll see what happens. The divisional matchup, right. anything can happen, but those Patriots are vulnerable uh, as we saw Cincinnati take it to them in the first half, but not the second half. Let's go to uh, another 
key division game, which uh, has a lot of standing implications for the playoffs. The Philadelphia Eagles came back and beat the Washington Redskins. I know Kevin Walsh here on in-game live was very nervous about that heading into the last minute of the game. For the Eagles, Carson Wentz, 266 yards, three touchdowns. Miles Sanders, what a day for him. 19 rushes, 122 yards, and a score. But he had six catches on six targets for 50 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Greg Ward, Alshon Jeffries out, Nelson Aguilar's out. Greg Ward stepped up, seven catches for 61 yards and a score. Unfortunately, Dane, our boy, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside did not do Arcega anything. Arcega-Whiteside yeah. did not do anything in this game. We did talk about, however, you know, we did talk about that Sanders and Ertz were going to be the concentration mm-hmm. of the offense, and that is what happened. Sanders, 122 yards on the ground and a touchdown, also receiving touchdown six for 50. Ertz did his thing as well. Um with a touchdown and hitting his over prop oh, on yeah. yardage. Absolutely. 61 yards on five catches for Zach Ertz in this one. For the Washington football team, Dwayne Haskins starting to play a little better, guys. 261 yards, two touchdowns, 26 yards on the ground. Adrian Peterson had 66 yards and a score on the ground. He also had three catches for 25 yards. Terry McLaurin, another great young stud. Five catches on five targets, 130 yards. And a touchdown. Hey, and Joe, we didn't have a chance to talk to you yesterday morning. What do you make of the fact that Urban Meyer was in the building there at FedEx? He's got some experience with Haskins and McLaren and that crew. I think he was there to uh, up the price for Jerry Jones. Maybe. (laughs) Like how teams use the Yankees as leverage. You could use Dan Snyder as the same thing. I think he just added a few zeros there once uh, Jerry Storm in the booth. There we go. We'll see what happens, how Jerry responds to Urban Meyer being at FedEx Field. Guys, tonight, Monday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts head to the Dome to take on the Saints. Saints are nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total is 47. All right, going to send the show back to Make Green, helping you win some cash this Monday morning. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Hour two, time to make it rain on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is uh, Dane Martinez. And we'll take a look at this game here tonight, of course, uh, finalizing the week 15 lineup here with the uh, with the Saints with no, no time and no room to mess around. There is a... Home playoff possible buy at uh, at stake here for these yeah. uh, final couple of games. And uh, it starts with not losing the teams like the Colts uh, in this matchup. So we'll dive in there, take a look at the uh, the latest lines. And don't forget, of course, Friday will be here. And so will bowl season. Uh, bowl yeah, season uh, will kick off. We've got a little action going on in the Bahamas. Uh, we got uh, we actually got a couple of games this weekend, which is going to be fun. So we'll start diving into some college football. We'll get Joe awesome. Lisi on here, watch him rant and rave, and then we'll make fun of his picks. It's always a good time there uh, whenever uh, Lisi comes in there. Congratulations to Navy uh, dismantling uh, Army there um, on the, on Saturday. Not really. Uh, making it much of a game. Once. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably I, what I did not realize and, and I should have realized was that the Army quarterback got knocked out in the Hawaii game. And uh, well, so the kid they had under center yesterday uh, or Saturday was nice kid. I mean, you, you know, freshman who's had like 
three snaps all year long, um, but their starter all year long, the upperclassman, that kid got crushed in the Hawaii game. Uh, so it wasn't meant to be. Hey, they scored first. They they drew first blood, which was awesome. It gave you an opportunity to hop on uh, Navy at a much better price if that was the route you were going to go. Uh, but Navy now moves on December 31st. Keep an eye on this. Taking on Kansas State in their bowl game. Yeah. That was their de facto bowl game yesterday. That was their national championship game sure, on Sunday. The trophy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of uh, what kind of Motivation. effort are we going to get from this Navy team taking on Kansas State because really that was that was every they they were not right. losing to Army again was not happening that was it that was all they wanted and they got it so keep an eye on that and keep an eye on that look ahead line too we'll Let's dive put it this into way. some of those he ain't running for 300 yards in the bowl game I'll say that yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Congratulations to uh, Joe Burrow. We'll touch base on him, the Heisman, all that good stuff, too. Coming up next on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Let's make it rain. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. Sportsgrid.com. In here to the grid, it's time to make it rain. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dana Martinez. We got a uh, we got a week 15 uh, game here coming up tonight to close it out between the Saints and the Colts, and we'll uh, we'll dive into that game uh, coming up. But a couple other uh, headlines from over the weekend in the world of sports, which would include your 2019 Heisman winner. It is my pleasure sure. to announce the 2019 winner. And 85th recipient of the Heisman Memorial Trophy is Joe Burrow, Louisiana State University. Congratulations, LSU. Uh, good job. Only, uh, I believe, just the second uh, LSU uh, quarterback to win uh, the Heisman. And uh, they don't often, you know, they don't, quarterbacks don't come very often out of uh, LSU. It's not been known for that, but. Right. Pretty cool speech, too, uh, during you know, This is what little kids dream of doing. When I, when I envisioned myself growing up playing football, I envisioned myself on that stage and, and being the, the quarterback of the number one team in the country, getting ready to play for a chance for the national title. So this, this entire season has been a dream come true for me. Yeah, but it's about to end, uh, unfortunately, uh, rather quickly for you. But <laughs> truth is, Joe Burrow, the best college football player this year i don't think it's even close to tell you the truth uh chase young awesome uh and he will uh, certainly uh be paid if he wants because apparently the rumors came out that chase young don't know if he wants to leave or not i think basically he's just upping the ante of teams of what they're gonna have to come to the table with right. but joe burrow and we talked about it uh listen you got you got a couple of games here in order to prove that the heisman was no fluke and then of course you in all likelihood are going if if it stays the way it is, I you know Cincinnati's not going to keep uh, Andy Dalton, so Joe Burrow's going to be number one. I just don't know that his game translates, and we've seen a lot of these Heisman winners that turn uh, pro, and sure. you're like, ooh, yeah. Um, but I think he's got a. Uh, there are still some naysayers out there. As much smoke as the media likes to blow his way, 
He's got a couple of games to uh, to prove the naysayers wrong here. It's, it starts, of course, with uh, with the first game and then a national championship game after that, depending on who he's going to play. But Burrow's got some work to do. How how fitting would it be OSU versus Ohio? Huh? How interesting would that be? A place that he would have played, uh, I don't know, yeah. both places. It, it's kind of crazy. That's right. And here's the other thing, Joe. You know, this transfer window is now mm. becoming a more viable way. Think about it, Joe. Three of the four starting quarterbacks in the playoffs are there because of transfers. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Fields, I do believe, right? And those are also three of, what, the top five Heisman winners, right? So I'm thinking about, if in a bigger picture, the idea that this transfer is another way. Think about it. Eason transferred to Washington also because Fromm was there. You know, and and others transferring to big name schools. And then also this idea that the dual threat quarterback is more and more accepted. You know, we see what some of these guys are doing, whether it's Lamar or Kyler. And to your point of like Joe Burrow, will it translate? I'm looking at guys like Hertz and Fields and others to see if the NFL gives them the opportunity to show if it translates as a starting quarterback in the Mm -hmm. NFL. That's what I find really interesting about the horizon and what's in the future in store for some of these quarterbacks. Yeah, but it's uh, it starts, of course, by winning uh, your first game and then making it to a national championship. And we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, also there will be a transfer weekend. quarterback in the national championship game because two of them are facing each other in the yeah, semis. Yeah, two of them are facing exactly. Right, yeah. so there will and definitely it's... be a transfer quarterback in the championship game. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You still got to have the talent, and this poor kid, I don't sure. know how they let him go in Ohio State. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, Urban just didn't like him for some reason. Uh, well, but... I mean, they had options. You know, Haskins was there, or now they get Fields. It's not like, you know, you're right. (laughs) You know, Burrow is obviously a beast, but it's not like their cupboard was bare. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. It wasn't like it was him or, you know, nothing. I, I, We get that. But, again, still, it's a Heisman winner. Not on your team as you get ready to go to a uh, go to a national. Let's see how that let's see how Fields works out against uh, against Clemson. Yeah. Hurt left and wouldn't Alabama like to have him now? Yeah, it's uh, roll the dice, roll the dice. Uh, Other headlines uh, over the weekend. And that means Tiger Woods is a winner as a captain. Yeah, not only was he a winner as a captain, but the dude opened up the singles matches uh, with everybody down going up against the best player the Europeans had all week in Abraham Answer and smoked him. Smoked him setting the tone there. So congratulations. Uh, uh, Tiger brought this team back. The singles matches, the pairings, uh, how he set it all up. Uh, He's rolling, not to mention, I don't think he lost all week. He took Saturday off. But, man, that dude just rolled out there. Tiger just rolled over. Guy is looking good. I'm telling you. I know it's only a couple of months away. Got a few months till Augusta, huh? A few months. Look out, man. Defending champ, I guarantee you he won't be, what was it, 14 to 1? Right. Do you think, okay. Yeah. All right, so it'll be Kepka, right? Kepka, DJ, you know, the Uh, big boys like Rory, Steve, right? Woods will be right there. Woods will be right there. I will call Woods. I'm I'm making this up right now. I'm going to say he's going to be the fourth choice to win. 
I don't think he'll be ahead of Kepka. I don't think he'll be ahead of guy like DJ. Then there's maybe like the Rory's in there, the Speeths. He'll be right there though at the level of like Justin Thomas, John Rahm, those guys. Yes. And he should be. Uh, and yeah, and uh, defending champ. And the absolutely. way he's playing and the way he rolled out there in uh, Australia. Congratulations. Uh, He's only going to play two tournaments, right? His load will be less, and it'll all be steered to four specific tournaments to give him a best shot. But if he's bringing his A game and the back is okay, there's no reason why he can't contend. Yeah, listen, he he rolled in this tournament. He is in better than midseason form right now, guys. Like, this is – everything is leading up right now. It can go at any time. Yep, we'll come see. March, he'll do a couple yeah. of tournaments here and there. A couple of, he'll do the California, he'll do Pebble, yeah, you know, that swing. whole warm-up. That's oh, right. yeah. He's coming. Shoot. Then we won't Don't see him shoot. after April. Yeah, hey, he won't, Joe, we won't also, see him. I want to give a shout-out to our guy, Jay, the Sports Keg CEO, also. Okay? I put together a three-fight parlay based on what he told us on Friday, and bang, it came in. I had Amanda Nunez, the guy Jan, and then this guy Marias, who beat Jose Aldo in what was a split decision at UFC 245. But once again, Jay, the Sports Keg CEO, coming in with winners for us. Yeah. Uh, crushing it. But there was also a... Uh... Uh, that Covington fight would have been nice to have yeah. Covington as a uh, yeah. as a dog, but it was wow, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, weird. referee Mark Goddard has called a stop to this contest at four minutes ten seconds of round number five, declaring the winner by TKO and still the undisputed UFC welterweight champion of the world. Just so much fun, man. On it, 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 it really was. was and by the way, straight. it was a great fight. It really was yeah, a and great it fight. Went but the last 50 seconds. Yes, I. I'm kind of <laughs> with you happen. that they did that. Yeah, I'm. Let too... the man try and finish it out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. As somebody and what's who had I thought a, Christian uh, decision was uh, as a prop. Uh, yeah. Right. 50 seconds. Will it go <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Joe, I thought yeah. that Chris Okoye was the Nigerian nightmare. Remember him, the running back from the Chiefs absolutely. back in the day? You're absolutely right? correct. You're, you're absolutely correct. And outside yep. of Bo Jackson, the most dominant back on uh, Tecmo Bowl. If you were mm-hmm. Christian Okoye on Tecmo Bowl, you were doing yep. your thing. But apparently he didn't copyright the nickname. No, he's uh, and he looked like a bit of a nightmare, a little little smaller than uh, than what we yeah. were uh, used to, but uh, yeah. but still a great he's car. And Amanda Nunez continues to uh, dominate the sport, dominate our weight class. She's still yeah. pound for pound one of the best fighters uh, that we have seen, and she's just yeah. crushing, just crushing people along the way. I don't know who's going to beat her. I really don't. I don't think there's anybody left. Uh, not in that weight Maybe class. Bob comes back after she has her kid. Yeah. Next time she does fight, better early. Otherwise, you're going to be laying four or five dollars every time she fights for me. I'm shocked you got her under three bucks if you're able to. Yeah, she's a beast. Absolute beast. But good parlay maker there. She's a good anchor. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. time for you guys to get in the game especially tonight monday night football getting ready and bowl season uh, of course starting this weekend and you can do so by opening yourself up a DraftKings sportsbook account because if you're watching or listening to this show right now you guys have an opportunity to get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks here's how it works you simply create a DraftKings sportsbook account you make a deposit and then go ahead, place your first bet, DraftKings. They'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. And the offer, eligible to all users and new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks simply by heading to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That is sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website. For details and welcome in here to the grid sportsgrid.com i'm joe Ranieri, is dane martinez as we look to this monday night football matchup between the colts and the saints uh absolute roller coaster of a year here of course for the uh the colts i mean think about where they started andrew luck yeah. is he practicing is he not what's going on with this injury he had some sort of freak thing from april and now yeah uh, I'll, I'll, all of a sudden now he's retired uh, and uh, he retires in the preseason and they start the year off five and two Dane out of nowhere. And a lot of people are going not bad. They end up signing, you know, they, they give a, a bit of an extension there. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, the Colts, they rattle off, you know, five out of seven wins. Then the injuries start to pile up and then hard times start to pile up. They've actually, They've dropped three straight, five of their last six. They lost to the Bucks, 38 to 35. Yeah. They, you know, they were a three-point dog in that matchup. They're still alive technically for the playoff spot, but they need to win out and they need some major breaks in order to be able to uh, be able to right. push through. So they're six and five, six five and two, I believe, against the number this year. Uh, they've only got plus one point differential, Dane. I think that tells you everything you need to know sure. about their season. Twenty-two points. Yeah, they're they're 22 on offense. They're giving up 22 on defense for the most yeah. part. So they are what they are. Uh, they right. can strike lightning. Uh, you know, they they've shown they have the capability. I think especially with that offensive line. Now the interesting part here is they do catch a Saints team that's banged up themselves. They lost Rankins. Um, that's a big big problem against the uh, for the run game there yeah. uh, against this Saints team. So. You know, they've got some issues there, uh, the Saints do. So it's not like the Saints are fresh and ready to rock and roll. They have an opportunity. The question is, will they be able to take advantage of it? T.Y. Hilton, again, remains to be a, a game-time decision. He would help, certainly yeah. be able to help there. But uh, he's been the one guy this year I think they've missed the most of all the injuries. T.Y. going out, this is a different team without him, uh, you know, stretching the field. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is one of the best 
I don't know, put the number on it, five, seven, ten yes. wide receivers in the NFL. Okay, he's definitely a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. And so that's a big loss. They were without Marlon Mack for a good chunk, like for almost a month in there. Don't get it, you know, don't get it twisted. Eric Ebron is a big part of that offense, especially in the red zone. And he's been gone. And it has been an up and down season for these Colts, Joe. Remember, they were a trendy Super Bowl pick. <laughs> with Andrew Luck as their quarterback going in. A lot of people that wanted to be smart thought the Colts had an idea. And then think about it. These books were like refunding bets. Remember, they were refunding Colts bets after the Andrew Luck uh, retirement. Yep. And then we thought they may still be a good live do uh, uh, pick to win the division as they got off to the hot start. I also remember, Joe, I think like eight of their first nine games were decided by six points or less because there was a time in there when I was talking about how bad the, the Vinatieri issues were for them in the kicking game. But I do think that with their backup quarterback, in essence, who has played well in Brissett and the injuries, over mm. time, they are starting to fall off the cliff. And they have lost their last few games. I think that... Um, they have good coaching. I like Frank Reich, but that's who they are now. You know, they're kind yep. of settling into who they are. And without all their studs, you know, they're a, they're a decent 500 kind of team. They, On the other side, exactly. though. Go ahead. Exactly. On the other no, side, I mean, though, they are. Saints. Are, that's, don't right. get it confused either, guys. Don't, get, don't romanticize about uh, the Colts and what they exactly. – no, they're – they're mediocre at best. They're a decent team, right? Mm -hmm. I would I would say that with T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack and Eric Ebron and Rowling, right. they could be an above-average team. But without that, Absolutely. they're a decent team. And yep. here's the thing for me on the other side, though, Joe. The Saints are one of the teams I trust. You know what I mean? I trust them, mostly Breeze and Peyton, to not lay an egg in this spot. You know what I mean? There are certain other teams where when it profiles like, oh, they should get the win, they could come out and completely lay an egg. You know, we've seen right. that with teams like the Rams, like the Cowboys, like the Browns, right? Teams who should win but don't. The Saints are not that kind of team. In the Dome, on primetime, they're going to bring it. OK, and I think that that is enough to get a double digit win tonight. I would lay the nine points. Another way I might go after this, though, Joe, if you think the Colts can hang around, you can move this nine to like two and a half to under a field goal. And then what I would do is take the total up and go under it. Right. Like if I teased, you know, the Saints to minus two and a half and then this total to like 53 then I'd be comfortable going under that because I don't know that the Colts will hold up to their end of the scoring barrage bargain in this game. It's um, it's a tough spot for the Colts. I I do love the Colts' offensive line. I, I you know that that's the one X factor with them. Um, when they want to impose their will, they can impose their will. And Mac is a uh, he's a great runner. And let's face yeah. it, the the best defense is keeping Drew Brees and that Saints offense on the sideline. But I will say this, guys, it, the Mercedes-Benz Dome, it's not known as Coors Field of the NFL for nothing. Uh, and you watched what a number one defense did yeah. against that offense last week and vice versa. It's not like the Saints uh, defense. So you're talking about another, you know, top five defense there, guys, that got lit up. Uh, this game's got shootout written all over it to me. So to me, there's right. plenty of value in that number. 
yeah, they're going to be able to score because it's not the same defense. They are banged up. They will be able to run the ball on this team, and I do think they'll be able to score uh, plenty enough points. And just like we saw last week in this building, they're gonna. It's going to be a fireworks show. Unfortunately, it's going to be a fireworks show to the tune of probably a twenty-point loss for Indy. But uh, yeah, this this is going to be well into the fifties when it's all said okay. and done. And you know, now all of a sudden we got to start looking ahead to week sixteen and seventeen because the Saints got a tough one next week going into Tennessee on the road. They're not exactly the same team on the this road as they are. Rats. That's a it's a different you know it's a different team so yeah. I do think there's a possibility that when we're all said and done here you know we're talking San Francisco or Seattle but the truth is New Orleans could be the number one seed here no, in the I NFC I don't think I, I, I think they have the inside track on it to be yeah, quite honest I just look back yeah, at the they schedule should. they yep. beat Seattle heads up Joe they beat yep, Seattle exactly. heads up now I know they lost to San Francisco heads up. Right. But Seattle's in the driver's seat now to be the team that they would have to look at the tiebreakers against. They beat Seattle. And I think it was week like four of the season. Mm -hmm. They beat Seattle heads up. They have not played Green Bay. Okay, Um, but you and I both think New Orleans will win this game. That would leave New Orleans and Seattle and Green Bay all with 11 wins. San Fran would have 11 wins as well, but they would not be the division leader. Right. So you got three division winners fighting for two buys, Joe. Um, right. And so, you know, New Orleans can't take their foot off the gas pedal at all if they want this road to go through the dome. And I imagine they do. They don't want to go up to Green Bay in January. They don't want to mm-hmm. fly out west to see that they want it there. So I think the Saints do have the inside track because their heads up win against Seattle. And, you know, because I do think who they got week 17? I think it's Carolina. And I think Carolina, yeah, yeah. more than yeah. almost any other team, I think Carolina has given up. You know what I mean? So this is it is in front of them. Meanwhile, Seattle's got to play San Francisco. Green Bay's got to play Minnesota. So I think it sets up for the Saints to be the one seed and for the NFC to go through the dome. Yeah, it's and that's not going to be an easy that's no. not going to be an easy match for uh, for, for anybody. anybody. Yeah, and it'll give them a time to get a little a uh, little healthier, but they can attack in so many different ways. I, I'm telling you right now, the NFC playoffs are going to provide us uh, some of the best football, some of the most exciting games that we have seen in a long time because sometimes we get to that point and it's like, blow out, blow out. Right. Yeah, oh, no. no. You're going to have five, uh, no. like 11 or 12 win teams in there. Yeah, it's we're going to have then, some fun games. I mean, yeah. fun games. And then uh, nothing, But two nothing, teams Joe. do worry oh, me, God. though. Uh, two teams worry me. A lot when it comes to if you're planning on backing them in a playoff push. And they could very well be one and done. The Patriots, I'm sorry, man. You know, you could even have a bye. I'm still worried about that Patriots offense translating into a win in January. And Green Bay did it again yesterday. I mean, yes, they continue to win games. They win the Mugly. But it's how they're going about these games that scare me. Outside of a couple of big Devontae Freeman passes, they slept walk in the second half of that game yesterday and allowed the inept Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears to get right back in that game. That game, that's okay. where you should you should have put your foot on the pedal and blown them out. So it wasn't a point, but yet you were just one more pass away, one more lateral away from that game yeah. being tied. And it's because yeah. again, you stopped playing in the second half. That offense is 
you know, it's either big play, big pass to Devontae Freeman or what? And that's that scares me with this oh, Green yeah. Bay team, yeah. especially in the NFC, given who what defenses they're going to be going up against. It's true. This, I mean, this NFC is going to be a gauntlet, right? And then, mm. to be quite honest, Joe, and I know no one wants to consider this, but that year when Seattle won that division at 7-9, and nine, they then won that playoff game, right? So, like, Dallas, Philly, they, what happens when they beat, you know, uh, Seattle in the wild card game? <laughs> you know? yep. Let's not count them out just yet. Yeah. If Dallas plays the way they did yesterday, he can beat anybody. Right. I don't care who it is. Anybody. Will they? Don't know about that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, I, uh, I find it uh, hysterical, too, the uh, the fascination with uh, Urban Meyer being at a Washington yeah. game there yesterday, and somehow yeah. that's going to translate into the uh, the NFL. I, Urban Meyer is a lot of things. Uh, stupid, I don't think, is one of them. And if there has ever been a guy that understands where he excels, he's never had this burning desire. He is not Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson wanted to eventually get to the NFL. Jimmy Johnson wanted to dominate everywhere he went. He did it. Oklahoma State, University of Miami, Dallas. He wanted to get to the NFL. Switzer, you know, he was he was a puppet anyway. But I mean, Switzer, yeah, he Oklahoma, right to the Cowboys, mm-hmm. good to go. Uh, Urban Meyer is not that guy. Urban Meyer is not a guy that ever had NFL aspirations. He's a guy that always loved to be in control. He is very Nick Saban-ish from that standpoint. Nick Saban came to the NFL, left. Mm -hmm. Bobby Petrino came to the NFL, left rather quickly. I don't think Urban Meyer, unless the the money is so ridiculous, Urban Meyer's strength lies in recruiting. And lies with getting quarterbacks and and fielding teams like that uh, in strength. That that is not. You can't recruit an NFL team. Number one. Number two. You're going to be surrounded with a whole bunch of dudes who make more than you, Urban. Um, and that would that doesn't seem to be. You got to be a right. very special kind of person to want to do that. I don't see that happening. With Urban Meyer. I I don't. I think he's loving what he's got right now. Loves the speculation. If he comes back to coach, it'll be on the college level. It ain't going to be in the NFL unless Jerry keeps adding zeros, which he might do after seeing him hanging out with Daniel Schneider. So, um, but I don't see Urban Meyer coming back to uh, the NFL. I just, I don't. It does. It's not a good fit. The one thing is, though, that, right, like, that's why you fire your coach in season, right? To try Mm -hmm. to get a head start on candidates, right? So I agree with you. I don't know that this is the right fit for a guy like Urban Meyer. The guy has also had health issues, you know, and Daniel Snyder will give you heart problems. Let's put it that way, right? Exactly. So, um, but this is why. You drop the hammer midseason, right, to get a jump on Carolina or the Jets or the Giants or any of the other teams. And if you were looking to get the jump on some high-end candidates, 
this is what you do, invite them to the booth. But I don't know. I agree. I don't think it's ultimately a marriage made in heaven. But this is why you try to get ahead of it by making the move in season. Right. And I don't see it. Don't get me wrong. I, on the sidelines, I don't see it. I believe Irvin Meyer, would he take a front office job? Would he take a, uh, you know, a consultant job in the NFL? Would he do something else? Absolutely, because that now you're talking for him. He's a guy yeah, well, that, that uh, you know, no stress. He, less stress. Exactly. Less loves the, but he loves the control factor and being what? able to, you know, and handpick a coach. You know, I could see him in a front office role, Consultant some sort of management role. role. I Yeah, I don't see it as on the sideline. It's just everything that goes against who he is. And everything he does well is, let's face it, Urban puts all the right people around him and – you yeah. know, recruits better than any, but you ain't recruiting in the NFL, my man. Like, you ain't not, they ain't happening. I don't care. Unless you're putting together an entire team of, you know, Ohio State people. Is that all you're going to listen be. They tried they that with Chip Kelly. Out there. Yeah, that's Chip right. Chip Kelly tried that with Oregon players. It didn't right. work out all that well in Philadelphia. So I, I don't see it. It's a nice story, but I, I do not see Urban coming. I do see him going somewhere, though. I don't understand what's going on with uh, with USC just yeah, yet, like but I can guarantee you. Yeah, I can guarantee you they asked him and he turned them down for whatever reason, which is why they uh, they went back to Helton. But that job is and I don't know, is USC even what it used to be? I mean, not honestly, any, it's not right? as dramatic as the example I'm going to say, but it's kind of like the Knicks, you know, like mm. new Young kids, millennials, they don't know about all the stuff that made the Knicks such a draw, right? Madison Square Garden. They don't give a damn about that kind of stuff. Maybe not to the same extent with USC, but, like, when was the last time USC was this kind of dominant program? We're talking about the early aughts, right? Like, 15 years ago when it was, like, Reggie Bush and Matt Leinert and, and that kind of string, right? When they went, like, Carson Palmer to Matt Leinert, even to Sanchez, what have you. That's about 15 years ago, Joe. If you're an 18-year-old kid having someone visit your living room, that's not the impressive. USC is not the impressive school to you. You you care more about, like, Georgia, you know, or Ohio State or these other schools that have been at the upper echelon since USC has kind of been in a down cycle, right? But I got an idea for us, Joe. One of these – like, not now, right, but maybe – Wild card weekend or something like that. Let's play the game of seeing where all the coaching vacancies may be in the mm-hmm. NFL and right. all the potential candidates, right? And try to play a little merry-go-round matching game. And I think we could do the same thing with the quarterbacks. You know, we're talking about Tannehill yeah. and others, right? But what are the open teams that may be in the quarterback market? Who are the assets out there, whether they're guys mm-hmm. like Tannehill, guys like Joe Burrow, or even, right. you know, the Philip Riverses of the world, and try to play the guessing game of where will people be when the music stops in the offseason? Yep. And uh, you could do that with uh, quarterbacks, too. And I'll, uh, yes. I'll say this uh, I, I do think that you are looking at a situation where they're going to. They're going to be bringing back Jameis Winston uh, to Tampa mm. Bay. And uh, Arians, I think, is is already stamping that. Uh, he looks – what do you do? He keeps winning games, and Bruce Arians keeps getting behind him. He's he stayed out of trouble this year under this regime. The Bucks have now, what, for the last four weeks now, they have uh, – and, and granted, they're not beating uh, the upper echelon, but the truth is – 
Tampa Bay, nobody really wants to go and, and take on while, yes, he's going to continue to make those stupid-ass uh, interceptions. You've got a decision to make if you're Tampa, and I don't think that Bruce Arians is going to go and be like, all right, let's start from scratch. Like, he didn't come back out of retirement uh, yeah. in order to right. uh, say, hey, let me start from scratch and build up a team. I, I, if he thinks he can win with Winston, they're going to have to decide what they want to do. Now, does that mean what? Uh, does that mean franchise him? Does that mean give him a, you know, Nick Foles kind of money? Like, what do you do with Jameis Winston? But I do think he's coming back as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Joe, the Bucs are in second place in that division. I That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Joe, the Bucs are seven and seven. You know what I mean? Like, I here's the thing, and I agree with you. Bruce Arians doesn't come out of retirement with health issues mm-hmm. unless he thinks that Jameis Winston is the piece of clay that he wants to mold, okay? He ain't going to the the beginning of the cycle at whatever age he's at to come on back from his cushy life and his reputation unless he thinks he can get the job done with Jameis Winston. And honestly, the man is going to go throw for over 5,000 yards. He's going to have one of the best passing seasons of all time, and that's that offense, right? And one of the things we've said for a lot of this season, Joe, is that Todd Bowles is a a good enough defensive coordinator for us, right? Mm -hmm. So, Joe, like – much like how in the AFC East, the Bills and the Jets are all just trying to be ready to go when Tom mm-hmm. Brady walks away. The Buccaneers are set up more than any other team in that division for when Drew Brees walks away. And I'm and 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 if I'm Bruce Arians and Jameis, yeah, I give him I give him this kind of Jacoby Brissett, Derek Carr kind of money and see if that gets it done. I think there's gonna be like elite quarterback contracts, the like mm-hmm. game manager, we want to date kind of contract, and then there's gonna be the franchise and merry-go-round route. And I think Jameis Winston is in that he gets a contract, he just ain't yep. breaking the bank. Yeah, you know, he's another one of these guys where I think they're already paying him, what, $19, $20 million anyway. They've just got to decide. You give him 24, 25 a year for two or three, and you call it, or three years, and you call it a day. He's basically Nick Falls then, and then you see what he can get. I don't know how much more he can improve. Uh, They can't run the ball. The defense is a a sieve, so he's going to have to be a, he's going to have to be that guy that throws the ball 50 times a game, and you're going to get two intercepts. You're going to have four touchdowns, two picks. You know, three touchdowns, a pick, and a fight. You're going to get that from him. But with Bruce Arians' offense, they don't have a problem dropping him back 45, 50 times. That's In right. fact, they'd almost prefer doing it that That's way, right. I think. Yep. And to be honest, Joe, I mean, like, I'm going to be I'm gonna be on this team next year. Because yeah, what we'll also do is you're going to give Todd Bowles another year with the defense, right? Who was that draft pick they had? Devin, I always forget him. Is it Bush or White? White? Devin White, right. And I mean, you give me another year of free agency, another year of draft, where it's absolutely clear all you got to do is give Todd Bowles more weapons or more Mm -hmm. toys to play with. Their offense is fine. They're yes. the third highest scoring offense in the NFL, Joe. You know, you just give Jameis another year with Bruce. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are the best damn wide receiver tandem in the NFL right now. Yep. You know, no you got way. OJ at You maybe get a little offensive line help. I believe in yep. Ronald Jones as a young back. You invest in the defensive side of this ball. The Bucks are not as far away as people mm-hmm. think. And they've at least done enough to give that group. And by that group, I mean Arians and Leftwich and Bowles and Jameis. They've done enough to give that group another year to try and get even better. 
Yeah, I don't know that Bowles is there, though, next year. I think he's going to get plenty of uh, head coaching interviews, and I, I I think he may be back in the NFL before uh, so. before long. As a head coach. Uh, as a head coach. I do think he's going to get plenty yeah. of interviews here, and I, I would right. not at all surprise. I mean, listen, it wasn't like uh, he was disliked by the players or the organization. It was not would at all. Would you hire Ron Rivera, though, still ahead of Todd Bowles if you were looking for a defensive guy? Um. I'd put him on on similar footing. You know, I mean, Rivera is probably going to get just as many calls, obviously. Sure. I don't think Rivera is going to be out very long, uh, so to speak. I think he'll have a job. But I think with the amount of openings there's going to be, I think teams would be crazy. Yeah, be we got to go through the exercise. not to bring in there. Yeah, you'd be crazy not to bring him in. Because yep. you got like I that mean, San Francisco defensive line coach also that's getting looks. The yeah. Dallas guy, Richard. You know, there's going to be a, a lot of chairs and a lot of people playing musical chairs. So we should go through yeah. it uh, one day. Later, but having uh, you know, a guy that has experience, being oh. able to have done it in New York and survived it with regime yeah. changes and everything else that he went through there. Um, I don't think he did him. I, he didn't hurt himself by going back to uh, to. Bruce Arians, I do think Bowles will be on the sidelines as a head coach again next year somewhere, uh, as opposed to, I don't know, let's try to bring in the new hot coordinator. I think some teams would rather bring in a guy that's been there, done that. The question is, Mike McCarthy is apparently groveling. Uh, Like, he wants back in. He'll be back in. Okay. You know, I could definitely see him coming back, but he's, like, really going out of his way to let everyone know he wants to come back and be in a league. Yeah, and he will be. And here's the other thing. Also, when we talk about bowls, Joe, could it also be possible? We all know Bruce Arians is only a couple years there, right? Yeah. Could it be that bowls has a little bit of wink, wink, nod, nod? You'll be taken over for B.A.? Right, right. Uh, that could very well as well. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, hey, let's build this together. And then when mm-hmm. I can't do it. You know, I'll give it right to you. That may even yep. be the case with Leftwich, right? And that's yep. why I remember I said I thought it was great that he had two African-American coordinators. And B.A. has been huge uh, for the for the black player and the black coach. I wouldn't I be Chase surprised. think McDaniel's deal is already secured. I think that's why. Otherwise, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on right. the sideline for the team being a head coach. Oh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, so could they also Josh have some McDaniels, kind of right. yes. training thing? But yeah. wanna, you know, yeah. so, yeah, there'll be opportunities for bowls. But maybe Bowles yeah. stays tight and realizes and that he's on the to next Tampa. man. Yeah. That's, you know, why not? Uh, that's a good point. If they progress, yeah. let's say they get better one, two more years, and then B.A. is mm-hmm. like, all right, I've done what I had to do here. Let me give it to one yeah. of my trusted protégés. Pass it on, because who knows how long Arians. Arians ain't in for a rebuild. That's not why he went there. You only got him for two to three years at most anyway. So, yeah, oh, so maybe he sits foot. Yeah. Good point. All right, who you going with tonight? Uh, give me the oh, I mean no no no, I'm buying. Give me the thing. I'll go to the over. Where are you going? Taking the under and the same. Third the same. Good, job. Good luck. We'll be back tomorrow. Break it down for you. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't want miss for $20 million, he's worth it for a year. He's at least proven that. That's what I'm saying. But the franchise, the franchise tag for the quarterback position is way above what Tannehill's market value would be. I don't Even think so. Like- I don't think so. I don't I think it's going to be exactly what he would get. Some some team in the NFL is going to look at Ryan Tannehill. If Tennessee doesn't want him, they will sign him to a long-term deal and give him his money. Joe, the franchise tag for the quarterback is like 30 million a year. What's the other choice then? What's the other choice for Tennessee? Like I just said, sign him to a two-year deal at what is actually. Yeah, but he's got to agree to that though. He's yeah. got to agree to that. Yes. Yes, I okay. understand that, Joe. But right. like obviously he would take the franchise tag, but then in the open market, okay, mm-hmm. I don't you're competing just like every other team. And unless there's a team that will give him high level starter money. Which I don't think will, will happen. Which is the yeah. franchise tag? <laughs> no, yeah, but Joe. that's my point. There will no. be there will be a team in the NFL that looks at Ryan Tannehill and says, "Absolutely, we'll go ahead and, and give him a, a three to five Cousins, year deal." Jared Goff, Jimmy G deal. Absolutely. Well, n- maybe not to that extent, but they're going to give him way more about. than Tennessee's going to offer him. Way but more that's than what, what I'm Tennessee. About. Joe, that is the franchise tag, though. Jimmy G's number, Jared Goff's number, is the franchise tag. It's the average of the top five the But it's one year. You're not committed. It's the commitment, not the number. The $30 you're going to have to spend because you have no choice. The question is, do you want to extend it and have to pay him that two to three, four years? I don't think so. I think you're just going to suck him up for one more year. A two-year deal at like $23, $24 That's what I say is their answer. He is never going to accept that because there's going to be some schlep out there who's going to use him and say, you know what? Give me Ryan Tannehill. I'll take him. I have no problem because these quarterbacks don't grow on trees and you ain't getting them in the draft. So what are you supposed to do, Tennessee? You're not. Mariota's gone. So if you lose Tannehill, who the hell's the quarterback in the Tennessee Titans? He's got them leveraged right now. So it's either you give them the 30 million. There's a lot more options. We've been talking about it all year. We've been talking about it all year. There's the Mariotas, the Andy Daltons of the world. We've been t- all so year. You'd rather have med- Andy Dalton than, than Tannehill? If it's That's a- my point. No, and my point is that there's enough options out there that they won't be forced into giving him this kind of money. I don't think. I think he's got them by the short ones because Tennessee has no options. 